So glad you're here this morning. You know, oftentimes when people talk about attending church, the message is you should attend church, and if you don't, you should feel really guilty. That's what I heard a lot when I was growing up. And what I want to say this morning is a bit different. I want to say this morning, thank you for coming to church this morning. Thank you for being here. You know, it's interesting. Um, we oftentimes think that it's easy to come to church. And for many of us, it is, right? You just roll out of bed, as you've done every Sunday for most of your life, and off to church you go. But I think people to get to church. Anyone kids and tried to wrangle them and get them ready to go to church and get them to service and control them during service will attest to the fact that it is hard. Anybody who is experiencing chronic pain on a regular basis, who finds it hard to get out of bed, knows that it's very difficult sometimes to get to a worship service on a Sunday morning. And if, in fact, we were honest with each other, we admit that oftentimes it's hard to get excited about going to worship. Not because we don't love God, not because we don't enjoy our church family or the worship service or the preaching or the song leading. It's just because it's hard. People are tired. People are worn out. Many of you drive a fair distance to come to service. And so I want you to hear me say this morning, thank you for being here. Whether you're here out of guilt, out of joy, out of habit, or for any other reason, thank you for making worship of God in a public corporate setting a priority in your life. I think that message is one that needs to be shared, which is why I share it with you this morning. A scripture that oftentimes animates my thoughts about worship is from the 122nd Psalm, where the psalmist writes, I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And whether you're here rejoicing this morning, or whether you're here out of habit or anything else, I pray that the time we spend together is a glorifying time to God. But in addition to that, I pray this morning that you understand that the shepherds of this congregation are grateful for your presence here this morning, and that God smiles because of your presence this morning. And our prayer is that you continue to make the attendance at this worship service a part of your life, and that as you experience worship, you experience the presence of God, and that you are blessed. And so, thank you for coming to church today, and last week, and next week, and any other of the Lord's days, when you join us here at the Oak Crest Church of Christ. And so as a church family that is grateful and thankful for your presence this morning, Kyle will lead us in a couple of songs that talk about the presence of the Lord and what we do here when we gather for worship on Sunday morning. You know, we are, uh, we are blessed to have people like Kyle that are able to lead us in song. We're blessed to have his team that works so hard to help us as a congregation sing praises to the Lord. And we're also blessed to have people pick up Cheerios. You see, when I was uh, much younger, Sharon and I were raising our kids, and we had two of them, small kids at the time. And when kids are young and they come to worship service, sometimes they get hungry, they get antsy. And so we would feed them Cheerios during worship service. We would dole them out and keep passing them Cheerios after Cheerios after Cheerios. And I confess there were some days when I thought that maybe I should coat them in Benadryl and give them Cheerios <laughs> after Cheerio. By the way, just to be clear, we never actually did that. No, we didn't. But we would sit in the same pew each Sunday, and the following Sunday, after we had 
put Cheerios on the carpet and ground them into the carpet, I would sit in that pew and look down and notice that the carpet was clean. And it dawned on me, I think, back then, that every single day of the week, people in that church family were serving the Lord in ways that I could not even begin to imagine. And it wasn't just the person who would sweep that part of the auditorium and pick up the Cheerios that my kids had ground into the carpet. It was the people that, without anyone knowing it, would give a ride to the hospital to someone that needed to visit someone, or someone who would take a meal to a neighbor who was ill, someone who never made the list of people because that person wasn't a part of the congregation. In fact, it occurs to me that every day, many of you are doing all kinds of things behind the scenes, and you are, in your own way, giving to the Lord's work. And when I use the word giving, I don't mean financial giving, although certainly there is that. But I mean that you are giving to the Lord's work in a million ways, some of them visible and some of them not. So the paid staff, for example, puts together bulletins like the ones that you hold in your hands and slideshows like the one that you see on the screen. And you see people that work hard to put together a worship service. But behind the scenes, many of you are doing so many things to advance God's kingdom. Some of them are large and fairly obvious to see, as when the shower trailer was parked in the parking lot last Sunday. And we could take a look at a ministry that someone started just to bless people who have no home. But there are so many other things that all of you do on a regular basis that are giving to the Lord's kingdom in your own way, and we don't even know about it. And I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for giving to the Lord's work in so many ways, not just whatever financial contributions you make online or through the boxes in the back, but the time that you give, the effort that you give, the patience that you show. Because if, like me, some of the people you are trying to bless are oftentimes cantankerous, grumpy, ungrateful people. And oftentimes it is a labor of love to give to the Lord's work. And sometimes, financially, that giving hurts. Sometimes when it comes to your time and effort, that giving hurts. This congregation has, for many years, done all kinds of things that people don't realize. You've taken time to read with kids. Serena Combs has spent 25 years serving with Sarah's daughters. So many of you have not only given money to this congregation, you've given batteries for a children's home. You've given uh, of your means to help teachers be recognized and give them all a gift card, thanking them for the work they do in classrooms. You've filled a closet full of clothing and other items to help foster parents who unexpectedly receive a phone call that tells them they'll be receiving a child in the next few hours. Now, many of you don't realize that. Many of you might not have known that we gave batteries or how many batteries were given, but they were. And so thank you. No, seriously, thank you for giving in so many ways to God's work, not just here at Oakcrest, but in his larger kingdom. It's interesting because in Acts chapter 20, Paul is talking with some individuals that are very important to him. And as he's reflecting back on his time with that particular church family in Ephesus, he says, In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work we must help the weak, remembering the words the Lord Jesus Christ himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. And while we often use that phrase in the context of taking out your wallet, or in these days going online, and giving to the Lord, the actual context in which Paul uses that phrase 
is in the context of people doing what I just described a moment ago. Clothing, batteries, shower trailers, rides to the hospital, everything that all of us, all of you, are doing. And so I want you to hear me say this morning, thank you for that. Because as Jesus says in Matthew chapter 25, whenever you do it to the least of these, you do it to Jesus. And I believe that is worthy of singing praise to God this morning. What would you say if I told you you can learn a lot about a church by looking at what's in their bulletin? Do you believe me? If you've ever visited to churches that are typically not the one you attend, if you're traveling, for example, and you worship on a Sunday morning at a place and you pick up a bulletin, you know that oftentimes you look through that bulletin and think, huh, that's interesting. Hmm, that's impressive. Oh, that's unexpected. So because I've only been preaching here since the 1st of May, I'm still relatively new here. But one of the things that jumped out to me about the Oakcrest Bulletin, which, by the way, is really well put together. It's a great bulletin. But one of the things that jumped... That's right. I've never heard applause for a bulletin. It's fantastic. But if you look at it, one of the things that jumps out at it on this kind of middle third page is how much of the space is devoted to prayer. Ever notice that? Now, this is not exactly a scientific count, but I think I counted about 65 different names that are listed here as individuals for whom we can be praying. I've come to find out in the time I've been at Oakcrest that this is a praying congregation. When I meet with the shepherds every three weeks, we begin by praying for this church family. And it's really impressive because the names that are submitted, people will just say, we need to pray for this person and that person. And the shepherds know those individual circumstances. And so many times your shepherds can say, oh, I visited that person yesterday. Or, you know, I was there this morning. And they know. And we pray together by name for the people that are so mentioned. I want to say this morning to you, thank you for praying for other people. Thank you for making prayer for others an important part of what this church family is about. Because it's easy to pray for yourself. And it's fairly easy to pray for people that are close to you. Your spouse, your kids, your grandkids, people you've been friends with for years. But it's more challenging to take these 65 names and pray for them. It's more challenging to pray for individuals whom you might never meet because they're living in Croatia or they're living in Portugal. Yet this church family, in the time that I've been a part of it, has demonstrated to me a commitment to that kind of a prayer. In Ephesians, Paul writes in the sixth chapter in verse 18, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep praying for all of the Lord's people. All kinds of prayers, all kinds of requests, that's what I've seen here at Oak Crest. And I want to thank you for that. Because I think all too often we don't thank people for doing that. Because again, much like attending church on a Sunday, it can be challenging to do that. Sometimes you intend to do that and you fall asleep as you pray. Or sometimes you intend to do that and you get busy praying for people you know. Or sometimes you want to do that, but for whatever reason it just doesn't happen. But when it does happen, and I believe it happens often here at Oakcrest in your own private prayers. Thank you for that. And the people for whom you're praying, 
whether they're on this list or not. I'm sure if they could stand behind this microphone, they would also say, thank you for that. Because as I said to someone just last week, you know what Oakcrest is as a church family? They're a praying church family. And as one of you said to me about four weeks ago, I could not have gotten through these past few months. It's been hard for me. But I couldn't have made it without the prayers of my brothers and sisters at Oakcrest. So thank you for praying for other people as a part of your prayer life. I gotta tell you, I'm super excited about what happens on October 26th. Because on October 26th, I get to experience something I've never experienced in my entire life. Trunk or treat. See, here's the thing, where I come from out on the West Coast, we don't do trunk or treat. I'd never heard of that thing until I came to Oklahoma eight years ago. And I've never actually done a trunk or treat. But this year, for the first time, my wife and I are going to do a trunk or treat. We're going to participate in what Oak Crest does on the 26th. And... Oh, wait, we've got really cool costumes, too. But we, I talked to, well, my wife actually talked to Christiane in the church office and said, so just to kind of prepare ourselves, how many kids can we expect at this event? And Christiane said, oh, about 400 and maybe 1,000 people total. <laughs> what? 1,000 <laughs> people total? Do you know how impressive that is? That's impressive. And I suppose it's no mistake that in the bulletin, there's a little bit of an announcement that says Trunk or Treat, Wednesday, October 26th, right next to a little announcement that says Mission Sunday. Because you see, both of those show the heart this church family has for people that don't know the Lord. Why else would you get dressed up and pass out candy to people other than perhaps to bring a high sugar blessing to some kids? But also to let people know that there are individuals at this location, right off 89th Street, between Western and Penn, that care about them. And we have a saying at Oklahoma Christian University, if you can get a student to come to campus, you're halfway to getting them to come to school. It's true. And if we can get people to come to this plot of land and have a positive experience interacting with us, if we can give them several pounds of sugar, (laughs) it's a backdoor way to introduce them to Jesus. You see, this is a church family that does care about those that don't know the Lord. And I think all too often... We don't thank people for that. Because as fun as Trunk or Treat is, as important as Mission Sunday is, the foundation of all of that is that we take seriously the idea that Jesus Christ came to seek and save the lost. We do a Mother's Day Out program here at Oakcrest, in part to bless those moms that need a little bit of respite, but also to say we are a church family that cares enough to offer this facility up to individuals Oh, and by the way, if you have a pleasant experience with that, we do worship on Sundays at 10. We've got classes for kids. We've got a lot of ministries that might be a blessing to you. And so it's not just about missionaries in Croatia or missionaries in Portugal. It's not just about the kinds of things we'll talk about during Missions Month, about Cross and Crown and about the Christian Service Center. It's about the little things that are done in an organized fashion And the things that all of you do in conversations you have with your neighbors. 
or with the person at the grocery store or with anyone in your world and you say something along the lines of, yeah, I, I go to the Oak Crest Church of Christ. Why don't you come on and check us out some Sunday? Come listen to that new preacher. Come join us for Bible class. That, my friends, shows that you have a heart for those that don't know the Lord. And I want you to hear me say thank you for that. Because we live in a day and age where it's easy to be a little embarrassed by the fact that you are a Christian. We live in a day and age where people might scowl at you if you invite them to church. And yet here we are trying to do what we can to advance God's kingdom in our own individual and in our own organized ways. And so thank you for that. Because I don't know about you, but I believe what Jesus says in Luke chapter 15 when he writes this. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one of them. Doesn't she light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me! I found my lost coin! And in the same way, I tell you. There is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The angels in heaven will rejoice because perhaps some kid gets a handful of Snickers bars, has a positive experience here on this plot of land. The parent goes through a difficult time in life and thinks, maybe it's time for me to go to church. And they remember this place because of a handful of Snickers bars. And maybe, just maybe, that leads to baptism and the rejoicing of the angels in heaven. And maybe it doesn't. But at least we take seriously what Jesus calls us to do. To light a lamp, sweep the floor, and be a place that has a heart for those that don't know Jesus. And for that, on the week of Canadian Thanksgiving, we thank you. And so we're going to sing now a couple of songs that will prepare us for the communion, for what we share together as a church family, to express our thankfulness to the Lord Jesus Christ for what he has done for us. And so we transition from me thanking you for all that you have done, and now together in a few moments, following some songs, we'll thank the Lord for what he has done for us. So let's sing together as a church family. Why in the world will anybody pick up ground-in Cheerios? Why in the world would we do trunk or treat? Why would people spend time putting bulletins and slideshows together? Why would singers practice the songs they will lead this congregation in? Why is it that people send money to Portugal? Why is it that we do all of what we do here? And I think the answer to that is found in 1 Corinthians 15, where Paul writes, For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. I think we do what we do, whether it be praying for others, a heart for the lost, serving, worshiping on Sunday morning because of the cross, because we are a grateful people, because we recognize what God has done for us. And therefore, we join together in communion to remember the sacrifice that was given for us, a sacrifice that animates our life, a sacrifice that drives us and keeps us going when it gets difficult to do all that I thank you for this morning. But at the end of the day, it is about Jesus Christ. It is about his love 
manifest on the cross. And so we share this communion together. And so, if you will allow me, I'd like to offer a prayer of gratitude as we take communion together. Almighty God, what can we do but thank you for the sacrifice of your Son, Jesus Christ? As we move to these stations, spread out across this auditorium, as we take a small, meager piece of unleavened bread and just a little dab of grape juice, those emblems are so powerful. They remind us of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ that animates our life. Lord, we are grateful. We are mindful. And Lord, we pray that we would live our lives in a manner that shows that gratitude. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. As I said, this morning's service uh, would look different, and I pray that it's been a blessing to you. I pray that you felt encouraged and that you feel as if you've been adequately thanked for all that you are doing here as a part of this church family. Uh, because of the structure of the service being a bit different, at a time where typically we offer what is commonly known as the invitation, which is an opportunity for people to act upon what the Lord has laid on their heart, to be baptized for the forgiveness of their sins, to have prayers offered on your behalf. And we don't want to overlook that. I assure you, there's nothing in Scripture that says you have to sing a song while that occurs. Trust me, I've looked. It's not even Leviticus. It's not in there. But we do think it's important each Sunday to recognize that people come to worship with a different backstory, with a different set of experiences, with a different mindset on that given morning. And so this morning, if you feel as if you would like to act upon the call of the Lord to be baptized, if you feel as if you would like to have some people pray for you about your life, we don't want to overlook you. We want to make an opportunity for that. In a moment, we're going to hear some news about what's going on here at Oakcrest. I believe Rick is going to share some family news with us. And so while Rick is doing that, um, one of our shepherds is going to be down here, and there'll be one also in the back, if that's more comfortable for you. I'll also be over here in the corner. And uh, don't feel at all uh, ashamed. Don't feel at all awkward if you would like to respond to that invitation while we're talking about some family things here at Oakcrest. That's an opportunity to do so, okay? And so if we could have that uh, family news, come on down, Rick, as you're making the long walk from the back. We feel as if we can be a blessing to you this morning. We'd like to be able to do that for you. Otherwise, I think it's a fitting conclusion to our service to hear what this church family is doing, what's going on with this church family, and then to have one of our shepherds pray for us in a prayer of dismissal and a prayer of blessing to go about the rest of our Lord's Day.